I was heterosexual, but homosexuality was just pushed on me by so many people. I started to believe that about myself. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Leg. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about how male-to-male same-sex attraction works and to see if people are born that way or not. Now, listener discretion is advised as we're about to discuss things of a sexual nature intended for a mature audience only. Now, science has not been able to prove people are born gay, and so far there's no proof of a genetic link that causes same-sex attraction. But so then, where does it come from? In our last show, we had Davon Johnson as our guest detail about how he grew up heterosexual, but he feels homosexuality was influenced into his life as a young man and later got wrapped up into his identity. He shared with us that people from outside of his family kept introducing him to gay sexuality, and it didn't quite awaken any same-sex attraction until later on. Someone he knew pushed him over the edge by constantly trying to give him sexual pleasure. He felt awkward, but eventually caved in. And after that, the Pandora's box was open. He constantly sought out more of this secretly. Today, we're going to learn about some of the other things that influenced him regarding same-sex attraction. Today, he's going to share with us more about how he struggled with much of this during his adolescence. Devon, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure. Devon, it's great having you with us. And in our last show, we talked about that there were other influences. What were some of the other influences that influenced you to have same-sex attraction? So, in addition to the molestation or the coercion from, you know, other males that opened that Pandora's box, I would definitely say that pornography also played a role Mm. in developing same-sex attraction. So, like heterosexual porn or like how did that work? It started out with heterosexual porn, but after watching heterosexual porn so much and seeing the male actor, I began to admire his physique. And then my admiration for him became unhealthy infatuation. Mm. It's like I was lusting after the guy, you know, like I wish I had a six pack like him. I wish that I had the confidence that he had. I wish that I had the package that he had. And right. it began to become a lust for the guy in the straight porn. Interesting. So during the porn, because you're, you know, probably watching it a lot, I understand. Like you're pretty much addicted. Is that right? I became addicted. You know, I was afraid of having sex in real life with a girl because I was afraid of getting her pregnant or catching an STD or I wasn't really happy about body image. And I didn't want her to share with her friends how horrible the sex had been with me. And so porn to me was like my safe sex. Ah, I think, you know, a lot of people can relate to that. But what was the moment when it was kind of like, wait a minute, homosexual porn is for me? So I started out with pornography with the VHS tapes and the VCR, and I only had access to so many VHS tapes that I was exposed to at my parents' house. And once you watch the same thing over and over, you kind of become desensitized to it and you want more, you want different. You know, it went from VHS tapes to DVD. 
went from DVD to the satellite cable Playboy channel. And it went from that to the World Wide Web. There's like 4.2 million pornographic websites found online. And so it just opened a door for me to be exposed to so many other genres of pornography. For gay porn, I kind of stumbled upon that accidentally. Mm. But when I did discover it, it was just like, wow, this is interesting. So at that moment, you were hooked on gay porn. And nobody knew. It was like completely secret. Yeah, secret and shameful. I was so embarrassed, but I had this curiosity at the same time Mm -hmm. because, you know, my perception of homosexuals is that they're flamboyant and they're infeminate. And if that's what homosexuality was all about, I want nothing to do with that. Right. But then in pornography, or at least the types that I was exposed to, they were very masculine homosexuals in the videos. And I'm like, wow, like, you can be gay and masculine at the same time. Mm. That was like an oxymoron to me. There's like these gay thugs. And I'm like, wow, like I could get into this as long as they're not infeminate. Right. I see. So you at this point had this desire for homosexuality, but when you're going to parties and stuff like that, you never would ever come out as being homosexual because you saw that in a negative light, right? Yeah. Gay people in school got picked on. They were judged. They were gossiped about. And I just could not be associated with that because I had a reputation to maintain. Mm. I didn't want to bring dishonor to my family. I didn't want to bring shame and be ostracized like I saw some of the other gay people in my school. So I really had to keep it on the DL. And it's not something that I identified with myself. It wasn't like I was like, I am gay. This is who I am. For me, it was like, I have a curiosity But I don't want to identify because I don't think this is who I am. This is just something that sparks my interest. But I understand in college, you almost were going to cross the line because of falling in love with a guy on MySpace. Tell us about that relationship. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I met this guy on MySpace. And to me, he was like the ideal person. He looked like a little Ken doll. Mm. Perfect. No wrinkles or scars or tattoos. Just clean shaven. Mm. I fell in love with his personhood and the way that he posed himself. And, you know, I met him in person, but I could only meet him at night. Because he was a pretty boy, I was afraid to meet with him in person or else others would think like, oh my God, that must be Davon's boyfriend or the guy's infeminate. So Davon must be gay because he's hanging out with gay people. Okay, so this guy was definitely openly gay. He was kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. He wasn't closeted. If you asked him, he would have told you that he was gay, but he wasn't flaunting it. He wasn't like overly flamboyant. He just was a pretty boy. He had like the brown contact lenses, the stud earrings, just really clean. But what was it that stopped you from crossing the line and becoming fully homosexual? To be honest... I would say that it was a wake-up call from God. Wow. I was on the DL, and I identify as heterosexual in my sexual identity, but in my behavior, I just had some homosexual encounters out of curiosity and many times out of peer pressure. Yeah. But for this one guy, I was like, you know what? I'm willing to come out of the closet and be seen publicly with him because why should I have to hide on the low a person who I say I love? And the only thing that stopped me was an encounter with God. I understand that there was someone who was a Christian who like basically preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. (laughs) Tell me what happened. Yeah. And she's kind of the reason why that encounter with God happened that caused (laughs) me to stop (laughs) pursuing this relationship. So there was a girl who lived on campus and we lived in dorms together across the hall. One day I was at her dorm room and we're just chit-chatting and she asked me a question. 
She said, Devon, I'm just going to ask you up front. Are you gay? And that took me by surprise because I was trying to keep it on a low. And she just kind of like exposed me. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm not gay. And she was like, if you are, it's okay. You can tell me I'm your friend. And I'm like, but I'm not gay. And she was like, well, there's rumors being spread about you around campus that you are. And then that's when I was just like, you know what? You don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like to have same-sex attraction, to have these unwanted desires that you don't know how to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yes, I do. Because I had them too. So she was like a lesbian before? She was bisexual herself. And I was like, get out of here. You are this churchy Pentecostal girl who wears blue jean skirts all the way to your ankles. No makeup, no jewelry, no offense to Pentecostal women. But she didn't give off the impression that she had ever struggled with her sexuality. Right. She showed me pictures of her on her laptop from when she was in her past life of her at the club wearing promiscuous clothing, kissing girls. And I'm like, wow, that's you? She said, that was me. I was like, you don't look like your testimony. So she preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. And I understand that you received the Lord here, but let's stop here. I want to talk more in detail after you became a sold out Christian and you learn how to change your life. So Devon, thanks so much for being brave and sharing this testimony. I think we're learning so much. I'm excited to have you again on our next show. Thank you so much. Guys, it's not done. I want to analyze and compare what you just heard to ancient scriptures right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Let's look at where same-sex attraction really comes from. In Davon's story, you heard in the first show how homosexual pornography was fueling this desire in him as he was growing up. Like he's feasting on this and fantasizing about homosexuality. And then he himself is not doing it for fear of consequences. But when he was younger, he was so into the heterosexual porn first. Then he moved on to homosexual pornography. That's interesting. This very behavior describes what's written in ancient scriptures. It's written in Romans 1, 26-27. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their woman exchanged the natural use of what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Now you can see here that even in old times, men were leaving the natural use of the woman, meaning that man is naturally supposed to be with a woman, not a man. So the parallel here in Davon's young life is that he got filled with all this heterosexual porn 
and then migrated over to homosexual pornography. And it's like his heart was burning with lust. And that lust was taking him to places he wasn't planning on going, but it was trying to pull him there. Now, according to ancient scripture, it isn't love for man to man. Rather, it's lust and intense desire for what is forbidden. And when Davon was about to cross the line and head into his first full-blown homosexual relationship, God saves him and brings him back. In Romans 1, 22-24, it says, Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and the birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Once mankind professes themselves to be wise and God is no longer God, the only place that people like that can go towards is uncleanness. Father God, I'm praying for the truth, Lord God, that you'd show us the reality of what all this same-sex attraction is, is that it's a burning desire lust that is getting out of control. Help us to understand and help us to continue to learn from Davon's story. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.